1: Every day, Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Black. We thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. And we are joined as we are every Tuesday by the one and only Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. And man, as we record this, it seems like the sky is falling on Auburn, Alabama uh, with Austin Davis officially stepping away from the job. This is a weird, weird scenario, but here we are. Auburn is without an OC yet again.
0: Five coordinators, six wins. Let's go.
1: <laughs> not, not a great look. Not a, not great, a great look for look. Brian Harson. Not a great look from the recruiting standpoint. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot about this that's positive. Um, I, mm. I think, you know... The interesting part of it is like, okay, how bad is it? And how, you know, is Harson in control at all? And it does, from the outside looking at it, it does not seem like he's in control at all.
0: Yeah. Actually, I, I may make an argument that it seems like he's, he is 100% in control. He may be like, he doesn't have the reins on it, but he is 100% in control. And this is the effects of that. So, um, no, I'm just, uh, it's, it's really hard. Uh, I think you could probably take it like on a on a case by case basis and make yourself yeah. feel good about it. But when you go f- look at it from the whole, I think we possibly uh, by the end of uh, Tuesday could be leading the SEC in uh, portal entries, um, and we're going we're starting a new uh, coordinator search uh, that. Um, we talked about in the Discord uh pretty much before everybody. So I just want to throw that out there. and need to join the Discord. Yeah, join the lock um, Discord.
1: Yeah, you would have known yeah. about this hours before everyone else. Right.
0: So um, so yeah, um, not a good look. Not a good look. And it's a I think it's also a really bad look. It is a blur, it's a bad look on Brian Harson, but I think it's probably equally a bad look on Austin Davis. Um, so it's uh it's just def- definitely not good right now. It's we need we really need some good news. We need something to happen. Uh, signing day's tomorrow so uh we got a couple of targets uh, right we really need there's one really big one um which one's the big felt citizen the big running back yeah. uh yes exactly um citizen from louisiana we feel we felt really really good about him um uh but like how does this shake i mean does does this make him seem like hey maybe there's some instability here like why would i want to go there yeah i mean it um, can't help
1: and i'm sure he's talking to players on the inside they're like hey it's really not that bad but yeah um louisiana people are wild you never know where they're coming from so
0: just yeah absolutely it's, right it's a it's a mixed bag let's go right
1: Surprise. absolutely absolutely um you posed an interesting question earlier today yeah and i would like you to yeah. ask it
0: yeah so um I started wondering, uh, with all the stuff we've kind of seen and like players leaving, coaches leaving, coaches seemingly unhappy being here. Um, did Bo see this coming? I just want to throw that. Did so Bo Nick? You're,
1: you're asking the question. Did Bo Nick see, see all coming. of this fallout coming?
0: Yeah. Was was the the famous or infamous mm-hmm. dad and Bo uh, powwow with Harson? Was it over a lot of the stuff that we're seeing play out right now? Hey, what are we going to do to make sure that yeah some of this is, isn't going to happen? I mean, is, is that – could that be what uh, – did he see sort of the wheel or the wheels were the direction which way the ship was headed and he just felt like I got one more year and I can't let it be – uh, in the middle of this this turmoil, I don't know. I'm just just so to throw that throw that out there.
1: My gut reaction to that is no. Like he couldn't. There's no way he could have seen the Austin Davis hire coming. There's no way he could have seen the Derek Mason departure coming. Uh, then there's no way he could see the Austin Davis departure. So I I, I don't know. What's the argument that he did see that?
0: Well, uh, I mean, I think there were a lot of people. There was a lot of talk that. Uh, you know, Derek Mason's name came up in a lot of jobs. There was a lot of talk that maybe he wasn't necessarily uh, that happy. We saw we didn't add any offensive – we didn't add any offensive line help, wide receivers in the portal. Um, maybe that wasn't necessarily a priority. Um, recruiting in general on the offensive side of the ball, they fired Bobo. They threw Bobo under the bus, fired Bobo within five minutes of getting uh, getting finished with the season. Uh, what are you going to do to fix that? Um I mean, there's a lot of things that you could look at that he could, that, that, I mean, the most pessimistic fan could have found a lot of reasons to, to, uh, a lot of reasons to, to, to justify that maybe Bo did see this coming because they may have seen it coming too at that point in time, which, I, like I said, that would be a super pessimistic fan. But, uh, the way things have played out now, looking at it in hindsight, you just kind of wonder was super, pessim, super pessimist, you know, maybe possibly a little bit right this time. I don't know. It's a
1: fascinating question. Um, I, I think it's giving Bo Nix too much credit, but it's still an interesting conversation sure. nonetheless. So the positive side of this, yeah. and tell me if you think I'm crazy, because I may be. Y'all tell me I'm crazy sure. all the time, so I don't know. But <laughs> the whole, um, you know, losing Austin Davis, how big of a deal – is it actually a guy with no experience, right. a guy that we all kind of had to talk ourselves into like, okay, he coached Russell Wilson. So that's exciting. That's a big part of this. Yeah. Losing him, a guy that wasn't going to call your plays anyway. This was Brian Harson's offense in 2022. And so yeah. it seems like the most likely scenario right now is they elevate Kiesel, the wide receivers coach, the potato posse sure. going strong. And then they put yeah. Trevon Reed at uh, a wide receivers coach because Frankly, I think he's earned it. He saved the twenty twenty two signing class. And so you look at that, and it's still Harson's offense. You just lose a NFL quarterbacks coach that may have translated to this level. We don't know that. Yeah. And you gain a really talented on field recruiter, which we desperately need.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for twenty twenty two uh, Austin Davis is not worth one win or one loss one yeah. way or the other. Right. In other words, I don't think Austin, and, it, and again, I don't think, I think each, if you, t- you could break each individual issue down and, uh, rationalize it that way. But it's like, it's kind of like, um, like when you're in a, a criminal trial and it's not necessarily about, uh, evidence,
1: I love one. that you bring up trials all the time. Yeah, I love it's
0: that. All the time. It's not necessarily like, you know, I'm looking at evidence one legal evidence expert two, and three, message
1: board legend Charlie Five.
0: Charlie Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so much that you take each individual piece of evidence. It's like, okay, you got all these pieces of evidence wow. that kind of point in the same direction. So that's beautiful. Uh, I think that I think that's that's sort of the where the uh, where the um, unrest or the uneasiness comes about it moving forward. I am with you. I think Kiesau, Kiesau is probably going to be elevated. Um for whatever reason, Harson seems very very adamant about having a quarterbacks coach. Um so
1: why is he not uh, the quarterbacks coach? That makes no question. sense to me.
0: That's a good question. Um maybe Keisau could be that guy. I'm not 100% I don't think not, he I'm has really before. Sure. No, I, Not, that doesn't mean he had. He, he's he offensive can't. coordinator, right? Yeah, right. And that, and that, and it seems like him being the offensive coordinator is more so going to be like I, I think it would be a similar role to what Austin Davis would do. Right. Maybe South still is the, he's the wide receivers coach, offensive coordinator. Harson seems like he really wants a quarterbacks coach. So I although I would love Trevon, I would love Trevon to get an on the field role because I mean no disrespect to wide receivers coach is out there, but that is one of the positions that is a primary recruiting position versus a X's and O's development position. So Trevon would be plenty well and good enough to be in that spot and be able to recruit multiple positions on offense and make a make an impact. I'm just – I'm not 100% sure that's the direction uh, that they're going to go. I right. feel like they're going to try to do – uh, a quarterback-type coach deal. But the thing is, we are late in the game. We are yeah. way late in the game. Way I mean, it's late been like
1: game. that the whole time. And you know, you, you, heard, you heard stories coming out of, like, why the defensive line coach thing took so long. And we yeah. all thought it was because they were going to the NFL. But they wanted Travon Reed. Like, Travon Reed was the D-line coach, and he was out recruiting. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. But yeah. optically, he's been behind for everything. Whether there's oh, been good. a plan or not, like he's just always been behind the eight ball, and it's like, man, you got to get ahead of it, man. You're not in the Mountain West anymore.
0: Yeah, it, there is doing something uh, quickly does not necessarily mean that you don't. He he uses a slogan. This slogan, you want it right, or you want it right now, and I think that those two terms are not mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah, you can do something quickly and it be the right move exactly just I don't because think something doesn't take a week or two to you know materialize doesn't mean it's bad right exactly
0: exactly and because you if you if you nail it nail something if you have a ton of sense of urgency and you nail something right away it doesn't mean that you rushed it without thinking right like and a lot of times you a lot of times these scenarios you've already you should already have played them out like you should already have like yeah
1: like you don't know who like plans it, in play it, yeah like, like if if you're you know I don't know. If your offensive line coach leaves like tonight, you don't know who the first call is.
0: Yeah. Or we gotta we have to go to a you know, zip recruiter and figure it out. Like is that what we're doing? We're gonna go filter through resumes on zip recruiter. No, right. like you should already have your you know Harsin strikes out. me as a
1: LinkedIn kind of guy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's probably true. Or yeah indeed. profile
1: pictures matter, I think.
0: Indeed. Their color schemes blue and orange,
1: so he's probably indeed Yeah, mm, That's it. That's it, just different shades of blue and orange. I think you're all over it, Charlie Five. Hey, in just a moment, I want to talk about um, what Nate Oates is saying about Auburn Arena, and Auburn fans took it personally. There's less football being played right now. Obviously, you've got the Super Bowl, but betonline.net has way more odds and info for the Super Bowl coming up as well as college basketball. From scores, totals, player performance, props, to where the next Coach is fired, and you know where he's going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And of course, college basketball, because bet online is your home for everything. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Charlie Five, Nadoats poking at Auburn Arena saying, What does it just hold eight? To ten thousand, you're the you're the number one team in the country. Of course, you're going to sell out. There's nothing special about Auburn Arena. Why would he say like what? Like, what do you get out the, of saying that, Nate Oates? Ah, uh, that
0: that um that was an interesting comment. That I love, was, that, that, was he a, I love a, that he said it. I love that he said it. I'm not very I'm not very self aware of what I'm about to get into. Um.
1: He's obsessed. I mean that that Nate Oates wakes up and thinks about Bruce Pearl. I promise. I think you. so too. That dude goes to so bed, too. like all of us, thinking about Bruce Pearl. But it's a problem for him because he has to compete against him.
0: Yeah, so so you have a 15000 seat arena that you average six to seven thousand in attendance every game. Right. I mean, you, you could fit all like, the empty on.
1: seats in Coleman. Inside of Auburn Arena. That is the weirdest flex I mean, I've ever heard.
0: Such a weird flex. Meanwhile, we have standing room only going for like 300 bucks. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, that's 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 silly. Uh, you just beat
1: Baylor. Like, you just went and, and you know, you, you beat a really good Baylor team and you're focused about Auburn Arena. Like, have some awareness. Not, not,
0: and it's like, just you're just really trying to belittle. And the, the here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. All that did was possibly make that stadium louder. Now, like, all you did was like you didn't you didn't do anything to piss off the the, the players. Like the players, that doesn't really affect the players. You didn't be like, oh, so and so has a not very good jump shot. We're not really worried about him. And then that per that player's more fired up. So now the fans like you don't think there's going to be signs and right. there's there's going to be chants and there's going to be the memes are coming. The memes, oh, the, memes be, the memes are coming. The memes are going to be glorious. Like that We hit 5,000
1: memes in like seven minutes think, against Alabama earlier this season. Yeah. Uh, somehow we're going to top it. It's going to be crazy. And this is I'm getting flipped off thing thing right now. Like, Somebody's flipping Cameron, me off right now.
0: Yeah, Cameron Emdor Arena is similar in size as as Auburn's Auburn stadium is, does anybody ever call that stadium small? No, they, they call them the Cameron crazies. Like nobody wants to go play there because it's tough. That is, this is, that's the most, that was the most, like the, the dumbest, uh, flex dumbest, like dig that I've ever seen. And then Bruce
1: Pearl, Bruce Pearl talks to the media and he's like, yes, Alabama, Kentucky are the best two teams we've played this year. And then we'll put LSU in there as well. Like that's, that was his thing. And, You'll you'll hear from Zeb Jasper in in just a few minutes as he joins us. But this team is focused. This team is dialed in. And Nato, it's is focused kind on. Um, it's just like what in the world is going? Like what a bad decision. And um, he's going to be a really good coach for Maryland next year. I really think so.
0: Uh, yeah, he. I, I. It's that's. I do think he's a he's a good coach at time. I mean, he has a good coach. He's got a, he's a semi fun system, but like. He just seems like a big
1: dork. He, he is just a seems dork. Like a big dork. He, he's he a dork no for sure. Idea. But the he, th- the whole um, he's either like he can't motivate, either he can't motivate his players, or he's getting the like the the kind of dudes that like can't be motivated. Like it's one of those two things.
0: I want to say it's the probably I, I, it's probably the first part because he's a dork. Like <laughs> it's just hard to get fired up for a for just a big old dork. Right? I mean, have you seen his golf swing? It's pathetic.
1: No, you're the guy with the it's golf podcast, though, so you would not know. not
0: impressive. It's not impressive at all.
1: How is Bruce Pearl's golf swing?
0: I've never seen I don't think Bruce plays.
1: But so. if he did, it'd be beautiful. It'd
0: probably be perfect.
1: Be better than Nate be Oates, perfect. that's for sure. How do you feel about this game? Seriously. Uh, the fact I that it's a hole now. makes me feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, I feel good. Uh, the, there's no way Kessler, I mean, Kessler's not going to be a, a non-factor like he was. I mean, think about it. We beat them at their place, and Kessler played like eight minutes. I mean that. Right. Day, Bruce had Bruce had his powwow with the referees and uh, and the in the officiating crews, and sent film in and, and complaints and this that and the other. And you see now, they're calling they're calling the game correctly on Kessler, unlike they did for that two two game span against Florida and against, against Florida
1: and against Alabama and, and against yep.
0: Alabama. And he has become absolutely dominant again. And what are they going to do? They have no size whatsoever, Um, and I just think we're going to pummel them. They're going not not going to be able to handle the the uh, crowd, and it's just going to be it's going to be a fun night. I'm going to be there. It's tonight, so I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: The fact that both Auburn Alabama games are midweek games, it's a travesty. It is a crime that the SEC should be charged with. The death penalty. No. Little extreme. That was a little extreme, Charlie Five. But, you know, something. Do you know what?
0: Something. But you know what? I'm mad. Were they not both on Tuesdays, too? That's kind of weird. I
1: think they were both Tuesdays at eight. We can't even get the six o'clock slot.
0: Mm. Oh, well. But you know what? That allows me to go to Kids Night. I'm going to go to Kids Night at Baumhaus. That's good.
1: Before I go to Kids Eat Free. There you go. Kids Eat Free. Bunch of uh, TVs everywhere, face painting. What else do you want? Let I me mean, come on. Balloon animals. All right. Keep going. Come All on. right. We're good. <laughs> How can people find you and hear you, my friend, before we jump into our conversation yeah, with Zeb Jasper?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five Auburn live message board. The corner or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the dad bod golf, but also the yes. Locked on Auburn discord, which yes. is the best place that you can be. And throughout we- the day. It's like a big group chat with your buds.
1: We will put a link to that in the episode description down below. So be sure to check that out. That is Charlie five. Thank you, sir. Save time and money when using rock auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Be sure to check out rockauto.com Today, Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right locked on in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Zepp Jasper, Auburn guard, joining us. Zepp, congratulations on uh, on the big win against the Oklahoma Sooners. Auburn doing its part for the SEC in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's a pretty cool thing to watch as a fan of college basketball, I imagine it's fun to play somebody that, you know, you don't typically play like uh, like a team from the Big 12, like Oklahoma?
2: Um, I thought it was, you know, very interesting. The SEC versus Big 12 um, this past Saturday. Um, it just shows you how strong the SEC basketball is compared to the Big 12. Right. Um, I had been seeing a lot of people saying the Big 12 was better than the SEC basketball, um, which I had no clue. That the Big Twelve basketball was great, but SEC basketball is on another level this year. Um, I think SEC is the best conference in college basketball this year. It's super strong, one through nine. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get a you're gonna get the best out of every game. Um, every road game is gonna be tough. Every home game is gonna be tough. Um, I just think the SEC basketball is the toughest conference in the nation. Um, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, the SEC had a chance to kind of flex its muscles, and it did. Kentucky. Um, kind of proven that they're, they're one of the hottest teams in all of college basketball. And, I mean, that makes, you know, y'all's win against them significantly more impressive. They ran Kansas out of the gym, which is crazy. That doesn't happen a whole lot. And then you look at, like, an Alabama team who you guys will be playing Tuesday night. Um, you know, a lot of folks kind of wrote them off, and they took it to Baylor. And so, you know, this SEC team, Season has been uh, I mean it's been it's been pretty inconsistent for a lot of teams, but you're seeing a lot of talent kind of come you know when the season's about to start peaking here.
2: um well it's, it's to me it's all about matchups, yeah, who you're facing um you know when you're facing a team that plays your style, like Alabama played against Baylor, they both got similar um playing styles and they both play the same. So I thought Alabama would beat Baylor. And um, Alabama came out with the win. That was very impressive with them having an the up-and-down season. And um, Kansas um, Kansas and Kentucky game was just super crazy um, because I, I didn't think Kentucky was going to just blow them out the park. But um, as we speak, Kentucky is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Um, so is we. So is we. Um, right. but i think we'll see kentucky again um as we speaking um on this podcast right now um i want i want everyone to remember this day um and me speaking um on this and um we're going to see him again we're going to see him again um it's just, it's just about who's going to have the most fight who's going to have the most grit and his toughness um and i think you know it's all about that at the end of the day
1: yeah i think there's a very real chance auburn and kentucky play in the championship in the SEC tournament. And I think with the way this season has gone, that has to be what the SEC is pulling for because that would be it'd be a classic. I, I think it would be two heavyweights going at it. And you know, this time obviously it would be in Tampa. But one game at a time up. So you guys take on Alabama again early in the season. You guys went up to Coleman and uh, took care of business. Now they're coming off of a really big win. And they're coming to Auburn Arena. You guys have not lost at home, obviously. What uh, what should we expect going into this one?
2: Um, with no doubt, um, Alabama is going to come in um, ready to play. Um, no matter how many games they lost, no matter what games they won, if it's one thing, Alabama wants to be Auburn. Yeah, They don't care who else they play. They beat Auburn. You know, it's like it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things we did with the with the crane. Um, on social media. Um, so, you know, they, they're mad. They're mad at us right now. They, they want to come out and play super hard. But one thing about us, we're going to come out playing super hard, this toughness, um, because we feel like we got something to prove still. Right. We prove like we, we need to run Alabama. We feel like this is our state. This is our country. We're number one for a reason. Um, that's specifically why we're going to come out Tuesday and play super hard. And we're going to get the fans super pumped, super rallied, Um, And we're just going to make sure we give it to Alabama as much as we can because we know this is a big game. It's a rivalry game. And this is a game everyone is anticipating watching. Zepp,
1: it's, you know, the, the SEC did such a disservice to Auburn and Alabama. And I think just the whole conference for both matchups between Auburn and Alabama, not neither of them being on a Saturday, like that is just wrong. Like that is just objectively wrong that both of these matchups this year have been on a weeknight. I think that is a total bummer. Um, but I guess it is what it is.
2: Well, well, you know, you know, sometimes when people count you out, um, you know, they, they just put anything on the schedule and put you as put games on Tuesdays and, and just do you any type of way. Yeah. But when you finish out on top at the end of the day, at the end of the season, it's like they're rooting for you. But at first they weren't rooting for us. We wasn't supposed to be number one. Yeah. We weren't supposed to be ranked this high. We was 21. For all we know, we first started the season. And we were surprised we got 21. So they counted us out. Mm-hmm. Actually, they had Alabama at, like, number nine, yeah. something like that. Right. They had them as the big dogs um, starting the season. So I think that's the reason why the game was on Tuesday. Um, they looked at us like an underdog. Um, Auburn ain't good. Auburn ain't this. Auburn ain't that. And um, we just proved the as wrong. Um, we built this team from ground on up. And we just, like I said, we're proving them wrong after each game, after each game.
1: What is something that Alabama did well in the first meeting this year that kind of gave you guys trouble um, and do you expect them to do again on Tuesday?
2: Well, I say they they had a bad game. Okay. One one thing they do well is is getting the ball off the rim and and getting the ball in transition um, while you're on your heels. So that's going to be big coming into this game. Um, we're expecting them to change a little bit of the style, how they play and how they're going to guard us. um, Because, um, you know, we've been blazing hot. We've been coming off those ball screens, looking for those lobs, looking for those passes. And um, they're just going to try different strategies to stop us because we're so hot and they just want to cool us down. So, you know, anticipating this game, a good game. And um, we just want to come out super fast and super energetic. Once we start fast, I don't think we can be stopped. Right. We have to come out fast. We have to come out with great intensity, great great enthusiasm, because if we don't, this team is going to want to beat us. This team wants this game bad. We got to want this game as bad as them.
1: I'm glad that you brought up the scoring and transition thing because we've seen folks match up, and, and that seems to be a way that other teams are trying to attack you guys. So what is the goal when you realize that they're trying to kind of push the ball down the floor a little bit quicker, is it just getting back on defense faster, or are there other things to kind of go into that?
2: Well, it's, it's two things. Is a uh, one, um, you know, when you're tired, and um, teams, teams kind of notice if half when we get in half court, they're great on defense. Yeah, they have defense in half court, but when they get the ball, when we get the ball out the rim, it's like you scrambling it's like who, who you got who, who you play on defense especially when you're a fast team it's like we don't want Arburn in half court because they they got some defenders that can play lockdown defense they parameter that front court um and you just you just don't want to do that with us so getting the ball off the rim is better for teams to just push the ball on this because like I said the half court defense is deadly
1: mm-hmm. right um looking ahead Against Georgia this weekend, you guys will travel to Athens to take on Georgia, um, a team that maybe is feeling itself a little bit after getting that big win against Alabama. Um, you know, maybe maybe they're feeling better than they were, you know, a few weeks ago. But still, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you guys proved how much better you were than that Georgia team a few weeks ago. Um, what's the approach going into that one?
2: Um, the approach is going to be the same. Um, yeah, game time. Uh, um, as we speak. Georgia's game is already sold out versus um, with a lot of those Georgia guys being from Georgia, eight or seven, and us, eight or seven of us being from Georgia. It's just crazy that yeah. the game is sold out, and and um, a lot of our, our family ain't get tickets because Georgia wants to wants to sell out because they want to win so bad. They want the fans to be there, so you know how much that means for Auburn to come into you know their their um, arena, and you know just to come in and play the number one team and try to get the win. And um I just look at it as big and, and look at it as a motivation standpoint because you you look at their games, look at all their games. They haven't sold out a game yet. Right. And for Auburn to come in here, you want to sell out, that shows that we gotta play big. That shows that we gotta come with it, no matter who, how many wins they have. I think they have one in conference um win as versus Alabama. Right. But that means nothing. They're old, they're zero and zero when it comes to Auburn. Mm-hmm. So that means we have to come ready to play no matter what or, or who they got on their jersey. They're going to come to play.
1: Yeah, and I saw a lot of Auburn folks. I think there's going to be a lot of Auburn people in Athens on Saturday because they were kind of talking about, you know, this is the cheapest way <laughs> to go see uh, to go see you guys play this year um, because, you know, the Auburn Arena is sold out. And it's a hot ticket now. But, yeah, you can get into that game in Athens for like 14 bucks. So I bet there's going to be some Auburn folks there on Saturday as well.
2: No doubt. I hope we pack the arena. I hope we pack the arena out. Yeah. No doubt. I would be filled in orange and blue. I, I want to look up on the court and see orange and blue. That'll make my day just to be from Georgia and have all our fans up there. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome. That'll be a dream come true. I'm from Georgia, so this game is going to be big for me. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to play with my heart. I'm going to play for my family, my coaching staff, the community, and Auburn, just, just for everyone because, you know, it's a rivalry. And I just want to win super bad, you know, being a hometown kid from Georgia. And I just want to win for the community. Like I say, the community, fans, coaching staff, everyone. Right.
1: Absolutely, man. Zeb, thank you so much for your time. As always, brother, we will talk again next week. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zepp. Thank you so much to Charlie Five for hanging out with us for a few minutes today. We will be back tomorrow on Locked on Auburn. It'll be a War Report Wednesday. And also, we will recap Auburn versus Alabama, uh, the basketball game tonight. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen. For your second listen, be sure to check out our friends at Locked on Bets or maybe Brandon Olson for Locked on Gators just because he's looking at me right now or Chris Gordy with Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.